Hey everyone, this is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. Today we are speaking with Peter, also known as Martel, and Scott. How are you guys doing? These are the Card Hobby official guys if you've seen them on Instagram. So I'm really fortunate to get them on today and talk to them about basketball cards and sports cards and their business. And I want to hear a lot about that. So it's going to be a great interview. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, good. How are you? I'm great. Well, it's daytime for you guys, right? Yeah, it's like 12 in the noon. I know. Yeah, 11.45. So where are you guys at? Uh, Car Hobby office. Yeah. Uh, in China, right? Yeah, in China, Shanghai. Great. We're based in Shanghai, yeah. So we're like this 14-hour difference right now, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, like what city are you in? Like, I'm curious. Like, uh, I'm in Chandler, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Sweet. Yep. Sweet. Yep. So it's nighttime here and daytime for you guys the next day. Uh-huh. All right, so why don't you guys start us off, give us a, you know an interview, a brief uh overview of you guys and your history in the hobby and your business and everything. Um, I'm from Shanghai and I was collected Rui Allen basketball car for 20 years and uh, uh, I take uh, my favorite car uh, to here. Yeah. Care about uh, talk about uh, Basketball, basketball card. Yeah. Okay, me. Um, I started collecting when I was eleven. It was like when LeBron James entered the league, and I was buying like singles of Adam Iverson. Like I just buy like small jersey, like a little bit inserts. Then I quit like after two years because my mom didn't allow me to collect anymore. <laughs> then I go to yeah yeah um then I go to states for school like for college. I went to upstate New York for college. Um, it's middle of nowhere, so it's kind of boring there. I started like go back to collecting again. Um, the first PC collect, uh, player I started was Martel Webster. Uh, that's why like all my close friends like call me Mar- Martel. Yeah, I'm still collecting him now. Like I collect duplicates, like all the exquisite uh, rookie patch autograph, and like some Panini stuff. Now he's a rapper now. Like Panini no longer produce his cards, and these days my main PC is Denver Nuggets. Like I'm a huge Denver Nuggets guys because of you know the crazy patch they have. Um, like the the like a small piece of card, you know the, the patch, and also like. The culture of the team, like they run like crazy offense, and they just like pop shoot. And uh, I have a lot of Ty Lawson, Ty Lawson. I used to collect Kenneth Farid, and these days I collect like Malik Beasley. Like he's a super athletic guy. I have some Jamal Murray as well. Yeah, basically that's how I started my copy, uh, hobby and uh, what I'm doing now. It's crazy yeah. That, yeah, that your friends actually call you based on your who you collect. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> it's kind of a unique thing. Um, so why don't you, What can you tell us more about what Scott collects and what you collect, like, specifically? So, <laughs> He collects all reality, that's what he told me. Like, just, just everything? Yeah. Card and uh, P play exclusive shoes, jersey, pro cut, and game warm, and everything about Ray Allen. Everything Ray Allen. So why like, Ray, why Ray Allen? Which is it? 
I don't know. Naman ka. So, when I when I was a student, I like to play basketball and uh, there's two my favorite players, Dennis Watman and Ray Allen. And uh, it's 1996 Yeah, Ray Allen has some pretty cool. He's in like a lot of cool sets, though. Still, right? He's in. You guys have a lot of the like ex- exquisite stuff and a lot of the cool '90s sets from Ray Allen. He actually met Ray Allen like last year when he came to China. Oh yeah, like oh, Ray Allen, the whole collection, the PE shoes, really, the game jersey. Ray Allen was amazed. Like, really? wow, I don't know. I even have like a huge thing in China. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any Ray Allen stuff you could show now? <laughs> Like cars, yeah, yeah. He brought some like red cards. Does he have some today? I mean, like right now. Yeah, I'm a cop. Yeah, want to see what that's my exquisite. Uh, nice. There you go. There you go. Logos and logos and plates. Yes. Logos and plates. And uh, SP authentic patch order. Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, this one, like a mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. Oh, wow. There you yeah. go. And uh, I, I don't take, I don't take the usury collector and use uh, like a precious mental and a star ruby. Uh, and uh, legacy, uh, I, I, he had all of them, but, all of them, but uh, that, that, that's usually. But he said that that's commonplace stuff for a PC collector. You know, he had a, a two PMG green, and he think it's commonplace stuff for a PC collector. So he brought something unique, like that. That yeah. is like his personal favorites. You know, that masterpiece one on one is sick, man. That's a great year. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I have the other year, but I I can't find it today. And then the ninety-seven, ninety-eight, the mask piece and uh, uh, a shoecase for two thousand shoecase mask piece one for one. I have all them. I just find just find the very retro of two years mask piece collection from Tom. Um, yeah, just <laughs> in the little binder there. So, yeah, not slipping. Okay. Um, can you guys tell me about Card Hobby Official now? Just give me the background. Not a lot of. I don't think a lot of uh, my viewers are familiar with the business, what you guys are doing, and sort of like the background behind it. Okay. So basically, uh, we have like a trading platform. It's like Chinese eBay, basically. And it's compatible with like smartphone and also has a web version. We have our own auction house. 
like people in China just listed like numerous cars on our website, like for auction or like buy now. So basically, I would say over ninety five percent like car transaction happens in China, take place on our site. Oh wow! Yeah, and we have like over fifty k active users. Like already, and the sales volume is like over one million USD. Like the sales volume, like the total、uh, transaction volume, like every month. So like are, over one. Are they、um, using you guys as like the eBay middleman? So they like they don't send you their stuff. They they still just、uh, ship I mean, it themselves. I mean, it's some sort of like consignment work. Like just very very little. Like we want people. We want to do like a.、Um, Like a P to P, like a peer to peer. We wanted the seller, like directly make transaction with the buyer.、Right. We don't want to like be a middleman and like take like commission. We do take commission, like it's like three percent, like compared to like ten percent of eBay.、Right. Like it's basically nothing. Like it's very insignificant amount, like compared to eBay. And besides that, we are all collectors, obviously. Like、um, the CEO of our company. He's like a Jason Kidd super collector. Like all the Jason Kidd cars you see on our Instagram belongs to him. And then we have like another collector, collect like、um, Penny Hardaway. You met him like during nationals, Michael.、Yeah. He used to like Penny Hardaway, like a lot of them. And we also have a guy who collects like、um, Gary as well. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Yeah. And also, like another dude, he's not here.、Um, he collects、like, Justin Jackson, Conor McDavid, and Darius Miles. Like they all been collecting like for over twenty years. Like I'm the young guy, you know. Like I'm the young guy. Yeah. <laughs> so how yeah is, how does the how does it work for you guys、uh, working for this for this company? Do you guys like it? What, what's like your day to day? Um, like some of <clears throat> some of us have like daytime job. Like for me, I work. Yeah, like we are part time basically, and like for me, I work for a sports agency. I do sponsorship sales, like for sports team, like sports events. And for him, yeah, and also like our boss, like he has his own business going, so he made a lot of money. He's an entrepreneur.、Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's how he got funds off for all the high end Jason kid, and. Yeah, like we have our saying going on, but、um, besides our daytime job, like we just spend all our weekends, like like weekly nights here, just busting cars, like <laughs> and making deals. Yeah. So you'd say this is like a fun like hobby slash job for you? Like we didn't expect it turns to a business like until like three years ago, because you know like there's no like a legit trading platform in China. Like a lot of frauds, like a lot of scandalous news we heard, like from other collectors. So we kind of feel it's our obligation. I won't say obligation, but like it's our responsibility, like to provide like um like a platform, like with regulation and policy to to make people to deal like smoothly. That's how like car hobby was born, you know, like the app, like the website. And last year we merged the website with the app, so basically it's like eBay. You can check you can check your selling item on your phone、mm. as well. The website, yeah. So then, 
jump right into like the, the the hobby landscape in general in Asia and China. So what is it like for me and you know a lot of people in America we're, we're sort of like it's sort of this black box. We don't really know a lot sure. of what goes on. So I think it's you know be great for my listeners to hear like what it, what it's like over there and what's the landscape. No, no, by far, it's Chinese or Arab background. Three point. Because they can't hold on to the weight. Like, uh, it's like horrendous. It's like horrible. Because the company is Okay. Yeah, Scott's opinion is um, 95% of the people in the collect, like, collector's com- community are for money. They buy cars to flip to make money. Um, the definition of a collector is he collects a certain player or like a certain set. Like, he, he seemed like only like less than 5% of the whole population falls in that category. Like most of people just, you know, like goes for the hobby for money. And the reason like why people bust so many cases in China is because the gambling culture is like so huge. Mm-hmm. Like people like in Asia in general, like Hong Kong, Taiwan, China, like even Japan, Korea, Singapore. Singapore, they they just love gambling. You know, they yeah they they just like expect like a high return on those boxes they 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 bust, and it's different like from how like I get into the collection like when I was a kid, like back in two thousand three, I started collecting by buying singles and putting them in the binder. Like just start building a collection, like piece by piece. You know, it's like a long, like uh, a progress, progressive things. Right. Now, people, like the the newcomer of the hobby, they just buy boxes. They expect to bust like a Kobe Bryant autograph and sell it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So he will have the money to, to buy more, more boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and also like the newcomer of the hobby, like they take a different route to um to comprehend the cars. Like when we were start collecting, we will read the words on the back, like the statistics, like try to get to know the story behind it. But like those people now, they don't even care like what's on the car, you know, they will just like check eBay how much it worth. Yeah. How much money I can fetch, like from selling it, like so, it's not like a cultural thing anymore. It's more like an investment or like a gambling, like these days. I would say like over ninety ninety five percent of people is like that. So is that frustrating for you guys as collectors? I mean, like this is what it is, you know. Like we cannot change the culture like these days. Um, but we still try to be ourselves. Like we buy a lot of singles as well. Like we have like a small circle, like with true collectors, you know, like cle- like collectors for Marcus Canby, uh, Alexander, Ricky Miller, Ricky Miller, yeah. and, yeah. and Iverson. Iverson. Yeah, we have true collectors, like a small circle. But most of them like started collecting like back in ninety, you know, like nineteen ninety six. 
I like uh, the Rihanna rookie year of the car, you know, the base car, and the member only, the facto, uh, the the just I'm the credentials. Maybe just credentials. 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 And I also like Masterpiece One Four, and I also like the base car. You uh, like base car as well. Because, yeah. Um, uh, I feel like this one. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I love this car because picture was a the photo show, selection, a, a the photo selection. Yeah, sure. So, mm, not 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 the price reason. Yeah, just not like it's not like we just collect expensive cars. And, you know, like we do it for the love of the hobby. Sure, we totally. We buy cheap stuff and just to enjoy the uh, enjoy the collecting. You know. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on was just to show like the similarities between the cultures in terms of the hobby. Like, it's the same here in terms of, you know, you have your true collectors and you have your people looking to flip and make money. That's no different. And yeah. then, you know, people that actually enjoy the photos, like these are all similar parallels, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Is there anything else that like sticks out to you in terms of like the difference between the cultures in terms of collecting, like? Like one thing I've noticed is that the there's no like there's not a ton of like cross trading between the two uh, countries and is that something like just like the sheer distance and the shipping or is there something else to that? Okay, like you know, like Chinese people love like sick. Patch autograph like a very thick card that looks expensive. It's just like how Chinese people love Louis Vuitton, you know. Like, but a lot of us, like a lot of true collectors, they like like thirty-five point like the the thin card, the, yeah. the small structure, the base card, you know. Like, <laughs> he like cards that could put in the binder. I'm the exact like, same way. Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how they were made originally, right? That's just like how they used to be made yeah. you know I mean he's not a uh, I won't say like he didn't like it he just like um, the cards I put in the one touch are not his favorite you know he right. like cards the binding right but one thing for sure yeah Chinese people love like RPA like eminence like flawless patch like premium patch autograph <laughs> They like those stuff that look pricey, you know. But do you think like Asian collectors try to stay away from American collectors, or is it just like you just don't run into it as much where you are encountering American collectors? Um, like what was gonna say is like it's not like Chinese people try to stay away from the American collectors, like because of the internet, like there's a lot of censorship, like in, in China, and most of uh, most of the Chinese people couldn't use Facebook. They cannot get on the Instagram, so it's kind of like there's an obstacle in between, like the two, like overseas community, you know. Yeah. And Scott, 
is got things like vintage. It takes time, like for Chinese people to get educated. Like probably like in three years, in five years, like people twenty years, twenty years. In twenty years, people will start like realizing like those cars, like the origins of like the collecting. You know, they will start like appreciating those like. Um, you know, like base, parallel, inserts. It just takes time for them to learn and like to edify in, in in the community. Like there have to be some people to be the role model, like to show people, hey, collecting those cars are fun too. You know, not yeah. just those like six patch autograph. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it just takes time. Yeah, um, and one really like outstanding phenomenon in China is like those people who bust like 10 cases, 20 cases of like Panini stuff. They don't keep anything, they sell everything on eBay, like active, yeah, everything basically. That's why, like, you know, like after one year or two year, they just they just lose all the passions and the interest in cars. They just quit, like all of a sudden, you know. They're like, there's no consistency in the hobby, like for many people. Oh, it, like, there's like so many people like that, like in China. They have money. They have money. Yeah. From your perspective, how how would you guys like attempt to? Um make people more passionate about it and get them into the, you know, the collecting side that you guys are focused on as opposed to the money. Is there anything, you know, we can do as a community to move that forward or is it just sort of a cultural thing that we're stuck with? Because, like, in China, um, not just Panini, like, there's little, like, barely none marketing or promotion done, like, in terms of the collecting culture. Like, us as a company, like, even, like, uh, we just provided a trading platform. We do, like, publish some articles about the knowledge of cars and, um, you know, just, like, collecting culture or, like, the story behind cars like, in general. Right. Like, we educate the masses. So they will, like, find, like, the content of the cars is actually, like, abundant than, like, more than just value, you know? Like, it's it just, like, we have to, like, Educate um, the crowd, and as I said, it's exciting. I'm not sure if I told you before. We actually like have another company that like produce and manufacture our own cars. Like we sign, yeah, we sign the intellectual property of like Chinese sports. Like profession team, and you know, we produce, design, and sell cars like the wax. 
like of Chinese sports, like we're doing stuff like that. Because if it's like Chinese sports, people will be more intrigued. Hey, it's like athletes I can see on the TV, and now I can get a piece of memorabilia of him. And we are doing this stuff as well. Like we already produce the products for um, like a, a several Chinese professional soccer team, and also the Chinese professional basketball league. Like we have the whole product, and also the uh, Olympics like gold medalist like Zhou Siming. He's a boxer. We have like, yeah, we yeah we collaborate with like Futura, like Futura, like. The card oh, manufacturer, okay. yeah. That's interesting. Uh, so you guys are yeah. like the panini of, of the Chinese yeah, sports? Not the panini of China. We try it to be like our own. Like, no, we no. don't try <laughs> Is that like a dirty word? Is that, I shouldn't have said that, right? You're like the upper deck of the tops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like our opinion towards Panini, like they focus too much on patch autograph. Like we think they should like like logo man, like patch autograph. We think like they should like put put forth more efforts towards like cars like this, you know, like really great design, the foil, like just the overall design, you know. Like we don't see many of those like parallels like in Panini stuff anymore. Don't tell me Galactics, like I hate revolution, you know. That's not like a real incident for me. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um tell me about R B twenty one. You you messaged me about it and you're sort of like keeping it secret. Yeah. So R what's R B twenty one? Okay, I, I, I saw the boss in, in his store. Uh, he's an old man. Uh, uh, the owner is an old man. Uh, uh, it's a store? He every day, yeah, it's a car shop. It's a car uh, shop. car shop in Tokyo. And uh, he every day in his store. And uh, he, I, I see him all the time. He was uh, the crashed box, crashed the back and uh, and every car baseball hockey and uh, football and basketball Japanese baseball league yeah. like the owner do nothing but opening wax that's all he does like the owner <laughs> like he didn't he didn't do anything but opening cars like 24-7, all day, every day. <laughs> and there's one time, he just... In Hawaii, in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Okay. Uh, uh, there's a really like good anecdote about the owner of RB21 like uh, one one time in Hawaii summit like uh, he brought like four Jordan PMG green 
to the summit. He used it on four. And there's an American collector brought one to the summit. And the RV21 boss want to buy the one right, from the American collector. But the dude didn't want to sell it. So RV21's boss just got really mad. He just tear one up. He just like tear it up like one of the PMG green. <laughs> because the American didn't want to sell, sell that one to him. Uh, he just got furious and just fuck shit up. <laughs> oh, is RB twenty one the the graded company? There, I've seen a couple cards that like he has them like cased in a RB twenty one with like a mountain, like a Venture twenty one case. Yeah, what right. Is, what is that? Is that what his, is that what that is? It was like it was like his own like grading service, you know. Yeah, so like there's, it's, there's a few of those cards floating around that I've seen. I know. You know, like um, like RB twenty one used to collaborate with Beckett. Like they are the first like Asian car shop has like three page full of like advertisement in like monthly Beckett like review like the price guide the price guide and um like after a while they just like. Uh, fall by the wayside. The collaboration just fall by the wayside. Like they, they no longer in the collaboration relationship. So RE twenty one start doing their own grading service, mm. which is like the Venture twenty one. Yeah, they used to have like a store in San Francisco too. Like oh, okay. they have so many store, and it was like so big. Their business is so big. So the really- reason, yeah, the reason they have like so much money to fund all the stores, and because they sell. Um, yeah, the, co- the 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 copyrights of the Japanese baseball uh, to Upper Deck. Gotcha. Upper, yeah, that's why they have like a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money like in their bank account. So they still have shops around. Yeah. It, it went bankrupt. Totally it went bank- Yeah. Maybe. Totally gone. Uh, yeah. They used to have like so many PMG, like uh, the green PMG, the uh, like he's only like two player short, like Ray Allen and another guy. He had like a full set of PMG green, like just not with Ray Allen and the other guy. And he had like so many duplicates. He put in the in the in the like the the box, like just a box full of like PMG green, like everything. <laughs> He might have a penny too. I know. It's like <laughs> you obviously know what I'm thinking. Like, find yeah. this guy. Give me a penny Hardaway. I will see uh, Penny Hardaway PMG Green. Uh, the yeah, one out of a hundred. Send him my way. In Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, we'll find some five hundred or five hundred In two thousand, like two thousand, a Hong Kong collector. Came to Shanghai, and he brought a, a PMG Green Penny Hardaway, like one out of a hundred. Do you know how much he tried to sell? Like back in two thousand. How much? 
three hundred bucks. Oh my god. <laughs> god. Three hundred bucks. <laughs> it's a true story. Like he tried to shop it to Michael. Yeah, they they seen the card itself. You know, he brought it with him. Like Michael turned him down. He seemed like three hundred is too much. All right. Well, this interview's <laughs> over. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this sort of leads to my next question then. Like, there's a perception here that um, there's a lot of Asian collectors that have like 90s player PCs sort of like locked down and like hidden, you know, from the public that we don't know about. And this sort of like leads into that. Is, is that true? Yes, like many many Chinese collectors have like amazing collection, especially in the 90s. They just you don't see them on the internet. Like they try to you know stay away from the public. For what reason? What's the reason? You can always have that. Because you know, like um, uh, especially in China, like once people know you PC someone, like if you want a car from them, you're asking for an astronomically high price because they know you want the car, like huge, yeah, especially like big one. That's why they try to stay in low key and try to buy stuff at reasonable price. Yeah, that's why you guys don't see him like uh, see them like on the internet. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that in China. Because yeah. like here, it's like um, you know, if there's like a '90s player collection guy and they're like they can't they can't find stuff, they'll just like the go to phrase is like, oh, it's probably just locked in in some collection in Asia or something that I'll never find. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of true, though. It's yeah. kind of true. You know, like uh, I post some. Um, Ricky Miller like collection on uh, Instagram. Uh, he's a close friend of us, and people were amazed like how 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 in the world he has like so many like '90s Ricky Miller card. Like just one person, on one person like locked in China. Yeah, like people just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's crazy from our perspective because we like when we see it, it you know, it, it kind of comes up randomly, and it's like, whoa, where did this come from? Like. Yeah, because <laughs> we we sort of reveal like as we get stuff right, so everyone kind of knows yeah. all along, and then but when it comes out all at once, it's very like shocking and and yeah. crazy. I mean, we yeah, we've been knowing him for like more than ten years, but not until recently he decided to hey, you guys want to like promote your company, uh, you guys want to do some marketing? Hey, yeah, you can take my cards and just show to the public. You know, that's why you guys just see all of them like one time, <laughs> like it just it just pop. You just pop out out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, last topic. Tell me about National. How that went for you guys traveling? How, all of that. How did it go? Um, Scott didn't go. It was me, Michael, and the um, the guy who collects Gary Payton, and also uh, the bossman, Jason K guy. It was like man, it was like sixteen hours flight, including <laughs> three hour layover in Chicago, like. I, I, yeah, I should have, like, brought some Lemon 45 that, like, the DiCaprio took in Wolves of Wall Street that, that, that cured my back, you know. And besides that, it was so fun. It was so fun. We saw so many, like, amazing collections. Like, the cars, I only see pictures of, like, from internet. 
by like just holding in hands, it's just different stories, you know, like I was amazed and you know, like I was not really into 90s inserts for obvious reason, you know, like I didn't start collecting until like 2003 or 2004, but seeing those cars like in person, it just, it kind of like, um, uh, it kind of like inspired me to learn more about those cars and get to know the story behind them and how uh, the collecting world was like back in 90. And we made a lot of deals like with people like I talked to on Instagram before. It was like great thing. And like a huge difference I've, I learned like, between the Chinese collecting adequate uh, and the U.S. is people don't really trade in China. But in America, people do barter deal. Like they trade car to car. But in China, it's all cash. You know, how much is the car? Like, could you do lower? Like, we do cash deal all the time, but not trading. Culture difference, yeah. So which which collecting culture do you find yourself associating more with? The American culture or Asian? Of course, the American one. Like, we trade cars, like, in our company, you know? We trade cars, not just, like, selling for cash, but, like, in Chinese car community overall, People don't don't do this. Like, oh, they rarely do this. You know, yeah. like ninety five percent of the transaction are made in cash deal. Like, but in America, like people will put like this car is for sale as well as for trade. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's I've... like difference between China and America. It's like yeah. one of the, one of the things I would love to see is just like the bridge being gap between the two cultures in terms of the hobby. You know, like once you re- like, oh, yeah, Scott said, like back in ninety, like when they they started collecting cars, they actually trade cars. They actually trade cars for cars, but it no longer happened anymore. Like these days, just people don't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. So when they started collecting, like there's no internet, you know, like yeah. there's not much online activity going on. So they will just brought their cars, go to the car, um, the car shop, like on weekend. Like everyone has like a one binder and just like looking through and trading cars. Yeah, and they don't like they don't really like accentuate the value of the car. They just like trade in personal preference. Yeah. That was like '90s, you know, like 20 years ago. So I mean, there's like there's very little difference in what you guys are saying versus what's going on here. Like it's very similar, right? Like people, yeah. people when I was a kid, it's the same thing. We used to collect for fun, and now it's sort of like more of a money game. There's really not that much difference. Yeah, like yeah, of course. <laughs> so let's trade more cards together. How about that? Like let's you know let's open it up the gates and like trade and sell and have fun. Yeah, especially like when we have like, you know, like a, a website and also like you guys know us, we can just be like an intermediate, like a middleman to vouch for you guys. If you guys want to like do trade, like to sell cars to Chinese people, like yeah, we can be the middleman to, to secure like the transaction. Sure. Like, yeah, like Chinese people used to have like bad reputation like yeah. before, you know, like they will just like receive the car and claim it's not received and like do the chargeback on eBay. And these day, like we try to not to say like eliminate all of those like bad people, but we will help to protect 
the community as much as we can. That's yeah. also why the website is born, like why the company established, you know, like the consciousness, like that's right. what we do. Yeah. That's fantastic. Anything mm-hmm. else anything else from Scott? He looks like he's got another story or a card or something. Anything? If you if you see any Rian card <laughs> Hit him up. Yeah, yeah. Slim, slim beard. 2010 slim beer 2010 i'll put your guys's i'm gonna put your guys website and instagram handles in the video so we can get some some exposure and get you guys out there yeah one last question and this is the most important question so i need you both to listen where's the penny hardaway (laughs) where's the penny hardaway (laughs) (laughs) help me find it PMG Green. PMG Green. PMG Green. He said like, he's more familiar with Mini C. Like, they've been friends like, for years. Who is but this? Like, any... You know, like, I told you, it's like Mini C. Like, uh, just showcase a picture of like five PMG green, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I told yep. him, yep. Like he said, like he, he's like closer friends, like with Mini C. He'll talk to him, but like when I ask like Mini C, he said like, no, the guy just vanished. He didn't know where the car was at. Yeah, it's just making the hunt more difficult and more fun. For yeah, him. like talk to yeah, talk to Scott. Like like if you guys are friends on Instagram, like yeah, talk to him. Yeah. Okay, great. I mean. That's all I wanted out of this interview. <laughs> just, <kidding. laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Um, this is fantastic, guys. I, I'm really uh, impressed with you guys and you know, the uh, collecting hobby and what you guys are holding on to over there and the improvements you're trying to make. Uh, I really appreciate all that, and I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Any last minute thoughts or anything yeah. else? Yeah, like yeah, if like we have more insights to input and you know, like just in general, or we found some cars you want, you'll hit you up on Instagram. Sounds good. Go down in your DM. So go down in your DM. Uh, yeah, he'll talk to you. He'll talk to you. So you know put, where to. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put your guys' Instagram handle so we can you know bridge this gap right now and get everyone yeah, don't talking. Mind. Fine, I put him. No, oh, yeah, I'll put, I'll put all your guys. Is like, we'll just, we'll just, okay, we'll just open Yo, it up. Like, that's great communication. I appreciate that. Yep, because you know, like from my end, you know, we want to we want to make the communication better, and I know you guys do. So let's yeah. make it happen. Of course, let's do it. All right, guys, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. This was great. Yeah. Later. Yeah.